comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Ever since I was a little boy, people have enjoyed the sound of my voice. And I figured you either get busy talking or you get busy dying. The work is really quite easy. Why, even right now, I'm just sitting in a chair, sipping some tea and reading from a script. The wall is covered with something that resembles egg crates, except they're soft and spongy. Like a Twinkie. Like a Twinkie. Episode 218. Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Hey, uh, liner time, and we're done. Was, that was not my fault. You got to be under what my Bill, dang fault. You cannot. Don't come at me like a crazed gorilla a half second before I'm supposed to do the liner. So, so the thirty seconds before. So the fact that we're saying, "Hey, all right, let's start recording," and then we do the open isn't enough. And time. then you try to throw my wheels off as I'm getting ready to open my mouth and give another great liner. All I did the was liner, point. The liner this week. All I did was point at you. And you like freaked out. That's not how it works. You got to work. This business, baby, is all about pressure. Here was I am. I am. Pressure is my middle stinking name. Bill Pressure McDonald. Your liner this week was, although it may seem counterintuitive, it is true that 0.9 repeating represents exactly the same number we generally represent by the familiar symbol one. For the mathematically inclined, there are many proofs the same. They're simple but elegant, and guess what? You can find these on Wikipedia. Millar. Frank, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Brad. How are you? I'm super! Thanks for asking! I actually did it right! Yay! Did you not like that one? Episode 218. It was trivia. Episode I was trivia. Did you get it? I am all about being concise. Did you get the... Or is I was, did you understand how I was dovetailing that in? To this show's theme. Um, what is no, the show's theme? Because I started playing Clam Digger. Okay. You know, the <laughs> object of Clam Digger is to find parking. I don't know if the listeners know that. I've or not. never played Clam Digger. Um, of course, I've never played Minesweeper either. Frank. Great game. Oh. Episode 218 uh, is yes. brought to you by InStockTradays.com. Okay. okay. <laughs> what's, Did what's Bill that? write that? What's yes. that mean? I don't know. I figured you'd know exactly what I meant when I said it that way. Instocktradays.com? No? I'll have you know that I was there in front of the TV the day that Les Nessman pronounced the golfer's name, Chai Chai Rodriguez. <laughs> I was there. I saw it happen. I lived it. And those words have haunted me to this day. Instocktrades.com. The top seller this week is... I don't know why. It's Robotech Prelude to the Shadow Chronicles. Everybody knows it's Robotech. <laughs> Robotech. Robotech. No, this the you get it for eleven dollars syllable. Fifteen cents. The number two seller is Witchblade Volume Ten, trade paperback. Uh, it's for zero dollars. They're still I'm, doing their thing where you buy something and you throw in a get a Witchblade. Yeah. I'm sorry, Witchblade. Mm-hmm. Invincible. Exactly. Yeah. Invincible Hardcover Volume 6, Ultimate Collection, 38% off, $21.69. Let's jump down to the number 10, Day Tripper, trade paperback, 38% off. How much is that? Is that good? $12.39. I read the first issue of it. Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba. I read the first issue of it. Fascinating. Really? I'm going to get that trade. That's cool. Well, this... uh, this little ad moment has uh, produced at least one sale for those cats. That's <laughs> great. Know, number one was a was a Robotech trade, right? Yeah. <clears throat> number four, 
five, six, seven, and eight are all Robotech trades. Hmm. Instocktrades.com. So either having that, a sale or maybe something was announced that got people excited yeah, about maybe, it. And maybe they just all it. got released or something. That seems statistically improbable. Mm. Is there a reason for that? All there, the DC archives are 50% off. Say never what? Liked, never liked that Those format. hardbacks, those DV, those oh. DC. Not considering that you get four issues for 100 bucks. Yeah. yeah, it's dumb. Well, plus it's, huh? it's the really golden age stuff, which is just like you got to love that stuff. You talking about the you talking about the archive the, yeah. the actual like the big print the big no page, like Brad hardback. said it's like four four maybe five issues of a golden age line really all right here look <clears throat> okay. Adam Strange I'm, archives hardcover volume three normally fifty dollars you can get it for twenty five dollars um, if you know someone who loves the golden age stuff and you know they want something nice get them that. Actually, that's not a good example because there's a buttload of issues in that Adam Strange. Okay. Anyway, 50% Actually, off. do get Instocktrades.com is awesome. Yes. All right. So, this is a potpourri episode. Speaking of potpourri, Sean Pryor got something? Potpourri? Or is it a potpourri? <laughs> As Bill would say, potpourri. Yeah. Um, We got a Christmas card from Sean Pryor. All right. Timely. Well, it came at Christmas. I just misplaced it. Got oh. it. <laughs> Only just now found it. <laughs> It's got uh, holiday greetings. Oh, nice and generic. I'm not front. offended. Thank you. Uh, it's okay. You can say Christmas around he's here. He's sending friendly wishes for a very happy holiday. Okay. Frank, we, I cool. mean, uh, Sean, we celebrate Christmas, so you can talk about Jesus to us. Mm-hmm. It's fine. By I the like, way, tomorrow's his like birthday. Sean. No, wait. No, Sunday. Really? Sun- Sunday's Easter. You mean no, last, that's not his birthday. You mean last week? Oh, yeah. Last <laughs> Sunday. Uh, he says, Brad, Frank, and Bill, thank you for your friendship, laughter, and good times. And a sincere thank you for everything you've done for me over the years. Have a Merry Christmas. Peace and good times, Sean. P.S. Korean. <laughs> Yay! In the envelope was a homemade burned copy of the original making of Star Wars documentary. Oh! I don't recall ever watching this. It's great. I may have seen it, but it's, I don't remember. It's great. Oh. But what I did was I made copies Give me, give me, give me. For you guys. No Thank way. You. And uh, unfortunately, it's not in high def. It's in oh, four by three. I'm okay NTSC with that. standard. <laughs> but uh, R2D2 and pal. C3PO talk a lot to each other. You know. You know what, Brad? Um, I'm actually. I've only seen like the first two minutes, and I'm actually looking forward to watching this. They, it's like a time capsule. Is yeah, what this it is. is. They even in here. They even explain the green screen, but they use blue screen process in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they explain how it's done. And as a kid. I, it fascinated me, yeah. but I didn't understand it. Well, that's because the they same. showed the mat and they, they showed how you do it, and then they showed the even mat as a forty-two-year-old. Uh-huh. I still don't understand that whole <laughs> keying and mat thing and alpha channel and whatnot. It just blows my mind. You know what? I I, I could say that 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 is probably another one of those pivotal moments that made me want to get in production because I was fascinated by how they did that. I'm looking forward to reading this. Thank, Thank you, you, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Sean Pryor. That's right. He bad. He bad. Thank you, Stan. Oh, no. Somebody's going to get an email. Oh, Bill, I just got a comment on the Facebook okay. for Forrest Bates that said, tell Bill it's I appreciate... It's Forrest Bates. Forrest Bates. Tell Bill I appreciate the Charlie 27 comment in last week's episode. Yes! And see, I thought I was the only one who got that. <laughs> Oh, sure, I was castigating you fellows for not following along with me, at least pretending. But wow. So who's this? Uh, Forrest? Forrest, one of our listeners. Forrest, you are now my new third favorite listener. Oh. Let's talk. Yeah. <clears throat> we were just going to talk about a bunch of different stuff. Um, I can. I saw two movies recently. Okay. Bring Scream up one. Scream okay. 4. Scream 4. And... Source code. Isn't that scroform? Scroform. Scroar, yes. which is really confusing. In fact, on Twitter, I was busting uh-huh. Entertainment Weekly for. Oh, uh, I saw that. For yes. not for typing out Scream Form. Like, mm. dude, get it right. It's Scroform. Yeah. They probably. Scroform. Uh, that's pronounced. That's pronounced very poorly. The marketing arm of Scream Four probably said you have to call it Scroform. Scroform. It's pretty clever. You know. Is it because? Uh, 
I've only seen the first one, and I loved the first one. I thought it was really good. Spoiler alert! I've seen all. Th- I've seen the 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 three of them. I recently watched rewatched all three of them. Now the third one was Wes Craven, right? They all were Wes. I'm Craven. sorry. Uh, was it? They all were. Was it the writer or something? Was there? Wes Craven. Wes did all Craven three. did all of them. Wow. Kevin Williamson. Yes. Wrote. He wrote the first Scream, one for sure. Scream two, and Scream four. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. He did not write Scream three. Did Wes Craven write three? He didn't Do write it. He directed it. Well, yeah, but I'm no, going to go to IMDb and look that up. While he you didn't write it. So, again, spoiler alert: in Scream, two killers. Yes. And I remember watching that the first time and absolutely thinking this was brilliant. It was. It really that, was. That was the first Scream was a great movie. Scream two. Two killers wasn't that bad in retrospect. Right. Even watching it the second time, I don't know that it really, pardon the pun, screamed who the killers hey. were. Dude, the, the the open of Scream Two though was was genius. It wasn't that the one in the movie theater? Yeah, when they were watching Stab. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a pretty genius way to start that out. Scream Three. Oh, by the way, um, yes. you know who Timothy Olyphant is, Frank? Uh, actually, uh. For Scream 3, writer Kevin Williamson. For 3? Uh, mm-hmm. That's not what the movie said when I watched it. Mm, let me keep oh. looking. Continue. Um, he was a producer, but he wasn't a writer. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the abbreviated things. So let okay. me go to the... Um, I've actually got the file on my computer. I could... Hang on a second. <laughs> so, writing credits, it's, it has uh, Kevin Williamson characters... Characters based Ethan on his Kruger's characters. Yes, written by an an Ethan Kroger. Yeah, he wrote it. He wrote the script. And you give me hell about pronouncing words. I mispronounced them. I don't pronounce them. With, Frank has with a medical condition. Panache. I, I do not over panache my words. I Frank, sell it. Okay, that's what I'm here the for. The difference between you it. and Frank is that Frank has a medical condition. Okay, and, and you do it by I choice. I have a medical condition. I don't. You know what I'll, well, you know what I need right three? now? Oh. I need the quote from Meatwad who goes, because I don't know no better. You know, I don't have that one. Dang it. What episode is that from? Hey, 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 do a search. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know who Timothy Olyphant is, Frank? Uh, no, remind me. No. He was the bad guy in um, Live it. Free and Die Hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's also on that new show, Justified. Uh, yes. He was one of the killers hey, in Scream 2. He was also okay. uh he was the sheriff in the crazies, wasn't he? Yes, and he was that was an underrated. He was the bald voice. guy in the Hitman movie okay. that was based on the video game. Okay. Anyway, he was one of the killers in Scream <laughs> 2. Scream 3, one killer. Okay. Scream 4. Four maybe, killers. Maybe one of the most brilliant opens to a movie I've ever seen. Really? I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. Because I, I hate to tell you this, but this I've is a seen Scream 4 spoiler alert. I've seen every commercial that's aired on the public airwaves. I've not gone to Apple.com or whatever, but the commercials don't do a thing for me. I watch the commercials and I could care. Even less. the part when Courtney Cox pulls the scream mask off, and you're wondering, yeah, why is she it just there, there's mask? not one there's not one frightening moment in any one of those commercials. So hopefully you got something for us. Um. You know, in the movies, in the Scream movies, the what is the movie inside the movie? Do you remember what it's called? I think I just said Did it. Did you just say ago. Stab? Stab, yeah. Yes. Well, in Scream 4, yes. it starts off with a couple of girls on the couch okay. watching uh, a movie, and then the phone rings, and then, you know, it's the ghost yeah. face. And, and the call is coming from yeah. upstairs. And one of them gets killed, and then the other one gets killed, and oh, then no. it, and then a, a full screen title comes up and says, Stab 6. Ooh. <laughs> and then it shows two other girls, well-known girls, sitting on the couch, and they're like, can you believe they made six of these things? Blah, 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 and campaigning and, and all this stuff. Good night, Zoe. That's, that's irony. Yeah. And um, then they talk a little bit more, and, and one of them is complaining, and then I won't tell you exact. I won't spoil everything here. <laughs> okay. Something <laughs> happens, and then a full-screen title comes up and goes, Stab seven. <laughs> and then it shows some other people. Good night. Oh, Good night. Good night, Sage. Everybody. 
Good night, Sage. <laughs> and then it shows other people watching. You find out that they have been watching Stab 7. Okay. Which, inside Stab 7, shows people watching Stab 6. So there's a, a lot of layers and wow. textual layers and whatnot. Anyway. That is very meta. Overall, I was, I was pleased with it. Because it had some new elements to it, you know, the rules have changed. Okay. You know, I liked it. I mean, and well, I've cool. kind of I've kind of grown kind of fond of those movies because I think they're pretty well done. Yeah. One do of the you, there's. Do you, do you remember the opening to Scary Movie? I was looking up the sc- opening to Scary Movie Three. Scary Movie. That's three? the no. parody of the Wes Craven movies. It's the one that Liam Neeson was or um, David Zucker directed. Oh, that third, that the third one is. It's the third fun. one. Uh, Scary so, Movie man. Three was the best. Yeah, and, because and, 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 it was the Zucker. Yeah, I, I, I hate to take off your tracks, but I, no, no, I just no. thought that this. I love it because it has Pamela Anderson and, and Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, and so they're doing all this kind of cliche stuff and bimbo blonde girl and stuff. But there's this great scene where I think it's a Jenny McCarthy. She has her face is. All dried up, and she looks like she's a zombie, and she's her jaw is falling apart. And Pamela Anderson comes up and looks at her, "Hey, are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, and she's obviously <laughs> dying. Are you? What's wrong? Are you all right? Oh no! And, uh, that part just cracks. You know, me what's up. funny anyway. is that Jenny McCarthy was actually in Scream Three. Oh, she was one of the people who was acting. They in Scream Three, they were making. Stab three or stab two. Boy, you're losing me. Okay. Anyway, Anyway, continue your thought. I just think it's if you like the other ones, you'll like this one. There's there's enough different about it. It feels the same. Yeah, it's fun. The whole time I was thinking, okay, I'm not gonna try to guess who the killers are. (laughs) I just want to be surprised. Well, but you couldn't help yourself. As it was going along, one of them was obvious and one of them wasn't. You know, when I found out who they were, I'm like, oh, okay. That one I saw, but this one I didn't. So, if you like those, you know it's worth it's worth watching. I did see I did see source code. I too. saw source code also and friggin' loved it. Uh, I thought it was it was really good. What did you didn't you think the lighting was strange on the on the train? We had a lo- I had a long talk with someone on, on the. I never. It never occurred to me watching it that something was nothing drew my attention. So to that, me, that tells me that that. That's good lighting. That's what I mean by that. It was so flat and hyper at the same time that it almost felt like a type of an 80s action movie. And we were talking about this, and someone brought up the point, goes, well, that's because, and this is a spoiler. Well, no, you know this by the trailer. It's like, that's not the real world. That's a memory. See, and I so never... everything is, everything is heightened and brightened. I never got in that. that world. Like in the Matrix, when they're in the Matrix, mm-hmm. everything is tinted green. Uh-huh. I didn't get anything like that from it was watching subtle. Source Code. It was subtle. It was apparently too subtle for me. Um, but I liked the movie. Good I th- concept. I thought the end was kind of... Really? Like, well... Oh, oh, yeah. We'll go ahead and tell the ending, Bill. I don't uh, want to... I mean, okay, here's a spoiler alert for Source Code. Okay. Some somehow basically he saves the day. He does, and then apparently some kind of in two in two ways some kind of alternate reality gets created. Yeah, which logically I don't think that that flows. No, it it doesn't, especially when he's sending the email towards the end. Yes, but does it not flow? No, it flows. It flows. Don't think about it too hard. Does not flow in relation with the movie or our our. You mean the end? Yeah, whatever you're talking about. With logic. <coughs> because there, you know, we've talked about this before. There are two current theories on how the universe is made, and, and the one that I like is the theory of infinite universes, which very simply says every time you make a decision, flip a coin, turn left instead of right on the street, you create a new universe. See, I don't subscribe to that at all. That that, that makes absolutely no logic well, sense there, to me. There, there are mathematical equations that suggest that is in fact the way uh, but, reality works but, well, see, I, but, I didn't know math was going to be involved but with it, this. It, here's here's my problem with this and that's the way i think of it so yeah. if that's the case if it's usually we're not it's not usually left or right it's usually left right or straight or stay so that's four things right there 
So if I'm going to the bathroom do and I'm something, finished, do nothing. Or no, it has everything to do with. with and I with, shake it three times instead of four. Does that mean I created to, another universe? Theoretically, yeah. yes. It has everything to do with what you do. In one universe, you turn left. Okay, you come to a four-way intersection. Okay, you can you can put it in reverse and go back the way you came. You can turn left, right, keep going. Uh, or theoretically, you could have a heart attack, die, and never move from that spot ever again. Um, or that could be the moment when the comet crash, you know, when a comet uh, see, comes that's, down that's, the see, that, that's where I'm getting at. You into jelly. That's where I'm getting at. Okay, well, not all of those realities have to come to pass. But if you decide to turn left, well, maybe there's a reality where you decide to turn right. Theoretically, uh, yeah, theoretically, everything that can happen does happen. Um, so uh, the idea of, of, Many parallel universes, it's more likely, excuse me, more properly, um, infinite parallel universes where everything happens. Now, there, there now, I, now, I've heard with string theory that there's a finite number. like well, It's like anywhere from 12 to 16 possible realities. Now, you're talking about ours. dimensions. String theory postulates 11 dimensions. Okay. Current string theory postulates. It, it was 10, now it's 11, and I'm not sure what the uh, difference is. Um but um, um, I think it's it's pretty mind bending to even uh, consider the idea, because that was one of those you know science fiction tropes from you know that idea has been around for generations. It's not a new idea. What's new is the fact that our current mathematics seems to suggest that may actually be the the way it, it's working, and that that blows my mind, man. You see, go, going to going to what you said, you, you just said about going left, right, straight, or whatever. If you think mm -hmm. of it as a leaf, looking at those decisions, it's like a flow chart or a leaf. If you veer off in two spots, then those two people have to have possibilities in two other ways, so that they veer off into, and it, become, it becomes a fractal yeah. to where it spreads and spreads and spreads, and then. The people you interact with changes as well, and then that spreads and spreads and spreads to where it becomes so fractured. Maybe it's just the limitations of my thinking, but it becomes so infinite that it's impossible. But I mean, you're you're, you're talking about an infinite amount of space time for this to theoretically happen in, mm -hmm. and again, you know, our entire universe, which is what, at least 13 billion light years from side to side and could possibly True be that. infinite, um, could be a soap bubble resting on top of, you know, uh, a skin of water in somebody's sink. But, you know, you could be an atom. Our universe could be an atom and a giant's thumb. That could happen. Yeah. Um. Why are we beating our brains out about this? I mean, come on, <laughs> dudes. I mean, but... Infinite possibilities are just that possibilities. Yeah, so Itic. they may not exist. Infinite diversity and infinite combination. That's so very Vulcan of you. All right. Anyway, so what else so, we got? Um, I liked source code. I thought yeah, it was, was good. A lot. And Jordan, um, from Jersey, said that if I liked source code, I should watch Moon because it's the same director. Have you never seen Moon? No. You're a very silly person. Well, I've always it's wanted a, to. It's a good movie, and it takes a. Um, it takes a turn um, into it that leaves you kind of shaking your head until you get to the end of it. Well, I'm definitely gonna gonna seek it out. Um, I also saw Limitless. I liked that. I thought that was very Bradley Cooper. Good, yeah. I liked it. It. it uh, I like the direction it took of just not being this very generic sci-fi drug type of movie. Y you know, super possible. It. The direction was really nice. It, it good pace. It was a good date movie. Let's put it that way. It's like the perfect date movie because it was fun and it gave you a lot to talk about. Afterwards. I was on a date when I saw it. All right, Fantastic. I liked it a lot. I thought it was good. Did that come out in two thousand nine? Moon. Yeah, I'm actually here. If I can yeah, pull it up that on Netflix, sounds right. It could be. It could be ten, but uh, yeah, no, nine's probably is. correct. Yeah, two thousand nine. Click there. Yeah, you want to? Oh, it's only on desk. Never mind. I'm trying to think of what else I saw recently. Well, you know the the big movies coming out with. Um, have you guys seen the extended trailer for Tron or not Tron Thor? The um, yeah. uh, the one with Natalie Portman where they apparently he's woken up in the desert and and so Natalie Portman and 
the uh-huh. two people she's with. What did you guys think of that of that clip? I did not think it was a strong clip to be released for that movie because it made me very uninterested. If I if I didn't know anything about Thor, which let, let me describe the clip. Thor, uh, Thor wakes up in the middle of the desert. Natalie Portman goes, are you okay? It's the middle of the night. These two guys come up. He's talking to these thieves and thals or whatever. And there's the smart Alec girl who's just like, he's hot. And she ends up tasing him. I thought that was funny. When you death threaten Thor with such a puny weapon. And <laughs> she, he gets. But, I, you know, seeing anything like that out of context yeah. always gives it a different feel. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. I'm looking I, forward to Thor. I wish that they had shown something that took place pl- took place in Asgard or something like that. That just felt like such a pedestrian scene. It, it did, and it didn't. It didn't. It didn't drive home the majesty of Thor. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just exactly. Worried. I'm worried that they're going to spend the first 20 minutes in Asgard, then he's going to fall to Earth, and the rest of the movie is going to take place there. Asgard, Bill. Asgard. Does it have a Z in it? No, but it's pronounced like that. What you said is probably something else that is used in sports. <sighs> an Asgard? Asgard, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it's used in sports. That's an Asgard. Uh, and at some point, I'm going to stop taking this. Oh, you'll take, take it, and you'll like it, Oh, Mr. I take the mispronunciation? It's your thing. Hey, you want to know one of my favorite? Mispronunciation. <laughs> or you'll get demoted. How one do you of my like favorite. That? Oh, yeah, get promoted Frank and I what? will go record somewhere else. Okay. At the library. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Now. I know. Right? Uh, okay, one of my favorite um, Monty Python quotes. If you're going to split heads, I'm going to piss off. Mm-hmm. You have some quotes for us, Bill? Nope. Yes, you do. You were telling us earlier. Movie quotes. Some quotes? Yeah, movie quotes. You had a movie quote game you wanted to play? Oh, um, again, we're random. This is We're just yeah. flying by the... Movie quotes. Okay. Um, Seat of our pizzance. You're going to hate the setup for this. It has to do with Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, I've been reading some Can Legion you do it back in two issues. sentences. I've been enjoying the. Uh, the, the, the uh, we already lost one listener in my shorts. I'm not trying to explain the damn thing, okay? <laughs> wow, Bill. Good God. Bill fights back. But, you know, this uh, five year after run is uh, early 90s, and uh, I've been enjoying the uh, movie ads that have been in it. Um, and uh, one of my favorite things, uh, uh, I won't go into it, but uh, uh, they've got ads for DCC, the digital compact cassette, which almost made it. Tell me about that. That's not the mini. No, man. When I was down to full sale back in uh, 90 and 91, uh, DATs were already out. Okay. Digital so I, audio I'm familiar tape. with DATs. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's they, what I said, man. Very good. Well, they came out with something that I thought was absolute genius. And of course, this is back in 91. Uh, so CDs were still relatively new. They're still trying to figure out what the digital format was going to uh, to be uh, for all of time. Um, DCC was digital compact cassette. It was basically the exact same thing as a DAT. It was a digital audio tape. The uh, the awesome thing was they put it in a shell, the exact size, shape, weight, et cetera, et cetera, of a regular cassette tape. So you buy a DCC deck, you can play your digital cassettes on it which would have digital pure digital audio just as just as high quality as is you know depending on the you know the ada processors and whatnot mm-hmm. um just as good a sound as a cd um so until the tape actually breaks you're gonna have something that sounds really good um but it's backwards compatible meaning that you could take your regular cassettes and play them in the dcc deck um it's Come on, the, what's the catch? It's the exact same thing as being able to put a DVD into a Blu-ray deck. So, it was, just, it was a genius idea. And um, uh, the idea apparently never got off the ground. I saw uh, some ads um, here in uh, these Legion issues. Um, gosh, I don't think I have one right in front of me. And I don't. we don't need to go into it. But uh, anyway, so I saw a bunch of things that I thought were uh, fairly, in, fairly interesting. But... Um, these cats, we're all old enough to have seen these movies in the theaters for sure. I mean, I think we were all, you know, at least in high school, if not out by then. So, um, when did uh, you graduate from high school? 86. I'm 87. Yeah. What were you, 85? 86. 86? Good man. So, uh, so I'm looking at these movie thing, these movie posters, and looking at the taglines going, man, that's cheesy. Man, that sucks. 
And so I'm you gonna throw some at him? I wonder if these kids uh, have any idea what these would be. Yeah, let me uh, let me start off with one that uh, tied into uh, uh, last week's uh, issue or episode. All right. Um, oh, this is actually music? this is actually for a TV series, not a movie. Do we need any music or anything? Yeah, sure. What the heck? Give what me kind? some production value. Okay. Um, I don't know. You got a little uh, Herb Alpert. Little, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got that on here. Okay. Let me find that music, music, music. By the way, Hello. I'm looking. I'm looking up digital compact cassettes. Yes. Do that. Introduced by Philips in the late in late 1990. How come I don't recall those? Introduced in '92. Yeah. Well, they were at. We had a professor who came from the University of Miami to speak to us at Full Sail, and we were. He was talking about this as one of the new technologies. Now, back in these days, DDR. Uh, direct disc recorder yeah um, was the size of a large suitcase wow and uh, that was a new thing they paired that up with Synclavier um, at the uh, at full sale and it was actually really awesome I mean nobody had ever had you know you know digital recording mm-hmm. you know you'd Gosh, you I mean I don't have to actually cut a piece of tape, you know, diagonally, and then uh, you know put an actual piece of tape on the tape, and you know, I mean that's how you used to edit. You know what's so cool about Kids the new days, Foo Fighters album? Tell me, is that it was recorded analog on analog tape? Sweet. <laughs> nice. Yeah, in each. So is it ADD then? I assume it, it would have mixed. to be ADD. Yeah. It was mixed digitally, possibly. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so AAD. But it, was, it was recorded. Yeah. It and could edited. be AAD or ADD. It was recorded and edited on tape, and each copy Genius. of the CD that's sold now yeah. has a, a one-inch wide oh. strip of the master analog <laughs> tape included in it. How wide's the master? Is one inch or two inch? Two inch. Two inch. It's Genius. like two inch. Twenty-four track, uh, yeah. baby. It's cool. Oh my Fantastic gosh! Fantastic album, by the way. Um, oh my gosh! So throw us throw some of those lines at us. Okay. Too intelligent to be captured, too powerful to be destroyed. He's on your side. I can see the answer, so I can't. Oh, okay. I can't well, respond. Maybe Brad. Maybe Brad knows it. I'll have to. I'll have to uh, poker. Uh, I'll have to you know do what? A poker hand thing you know what's more. killing me is this music. There's no way you're gonna get it. it Rom. For, Rom it was, Space Night. It was for nice. No, this is for a TV series that okay. was going to. Uh, this was going to and premiere I did not on USA Network. This was a TV series. I remember the movie. Six million dollar man. Um, again, I hate to keep going back to full sale, but uh, we went to um, uh, we went down to Disneyland or uh, MGM and saw them uh, actually posting uh, audio from this. It was the first time I ever re- I didn't realize that audio for these TV shows is not captured out there in the field. They capture scratch audio out in the field. They bring it back and they replace everything mm-hmm. from the actors' voices ADR. to the sound effects. Yeah. Yeah, it's called ADR. So what is it? What is the series? Swamp Thing, the series. Oh, wow. No, but they I, were but I, they were posting it and I was just like sitting there looking at it going, "You mean that's not the real audio?" And what but huh? And it kind of threw me for a loop. It was awesome. I have a quick Swamp Thing story which is there's some serendipity involved with it. Um <laughs> so I've been reading the Alan Moore run and um I finished a story called Horde of Flies. You look like you have it. pink eye. Uh, my allergies just kicked in like yeah. like five seconds oh ago. did you rub the dog yeah I did. you can only oh, be here boy. for like three hours before it starts affecting <laughs> you <laughs> frank's got a time limit yeah but i so i, I that know, was the real reason behind our new revamped format <laughs> with 45 yeah minute the 45 minute one. but um so i so i was listening to shows like or i read the book and i was like oh it's really good i'm really enjoying this Couple hours later that day, I decide to listen to the Crisis Tapes, which is a spinoff of of a comic geek speak where they talk about Peter Infinite and Murdo, Crisis. Right? Yeah, Peter I've, and Adam Murdo. I've listened to the first two episodes of that. The and they, infin- and if you like talking it, about the Crisis miniseries, yeah, if you like Minutia, uh-huh. this is the show. Really, this, is, I this mean, is all up your alley. Now, is this literally the Infinite Crisis miniseries? Right, Bill, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Bill, they, they, oh. Bill, they have not. They they have nine issues out. Yeah, they have yet to even get to the series. They're built. They're, they've talked about nothing but the build up to it. Holy cow! Really good show. So anyway, can you get to this uh, through the CGS? Uh, yes, yeah. yes. Everybody, okay. after you finish downloading our podcast, <laughs> and hey, uh, give me your flash drive. Um. um so anyway, so awesome. in this in this uh, episode, they're talking about all the comic books that led up to um, Crisis uh-huh. on Infinite Earths, and awesome. the last one they mention, yeah, is the one I read, which was Swamp Thing number thirty, and so they describe a scene that happened 
in it. And I yeah. go, oh, that's funny. I don't remember reading that. So I figured there's some pages stuck. Okay. So I go back to the trade when I get home, thumb through it. That page isn't there that they talked about. It's not in the trade at Say all. Say what? So I go to comicology.com, okay. buy the digital copy of that one, which is a legal site, and that page is in there that they described. So here's what the trade people did when when they put the when they put together that one. They took that one page that mentions the monitor, okay, and infinite crisis out. And they just and the story still flowed without that one page. Right. But in my opinion, if they had left that page in that trade, it would have thrown the whole story off because while it bridges the story and how it fits into Infinite Crisis, okay, the Swamp Thing that that whole story is not crucial to Infinite Crisis. So the story works very well without the Infinite Crisis page, okay, in it. So I think it was very smart of the editors to take it out of the trade. But I thought it was just fascinating that yeah. they're talking about that one page. They're describing the events that happen in the page and how it re- reflects to Infinite Crisis, but how. In the end, it's not in the trade when you get when you get. It. <laughs> That's one thing that does bug me about uh, the trade paperback. I love the fact that you can take it to the bathroom and market, and it's no big deal, and there's no resale value mm-hmm. to worry about. That's you gross. can let your kids touch them with their crazy fingers. That's gross. But um, the idea that, that they do get edited around. I mean, the uh, uh, one of my favorite. Well, trades. in this case, I would say it benefited. The, okay. the story that I was reading that it wasn't in there. Well, cool. Because, I mean, I just, I think the last trade I read was I went back and reread uh, uh, DC 1 million. And they're clearly, you know, here's here's four pages of this comic. Here's this comic. But, you know, who knows? It, you know, who knows exactly what, you know, what I missed by not having the actual floppies. And, of course, you know, like with anything, you know, the floppies is, there's a lot of crossover. Would have been a lot of stuff to have gotten. So, you know, it's a, it was a good coherent run. Um, but, yeah, I, I kept wondering the whole time I'm reading it, you know, what have I missed? So, um, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it's, it's definitely a double-edged sword, yeah. right? Not yeah. having that one page in there. Yeah, and I've but, got a number of just the regular one million uh, issues. I don't have all of them by any means, but I've got, like, Green Lantern and Aquaman, the Legion ones, big surprise. I've got Superman, stuff like that. Here, I have the page. Some of those are some of those are written by uh, Abnet and Landing, by the way. So, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So, here's the page right here. Okay. So, here's the swamp thing. You know, things are going amok in the world because there's a demon in the story. Okay. So, this is everything going amok in the world. This is the story. Then, Alan Moore. Then, here's the whole page right here that has everything to do with Infinite Crisis and how it relates to Swamp Thing. This is the page right here. You said Infinite. You mean Crisis on Infinite Thank Earth. Thank you. Crisis on Infinite Earth. Then the, the page, then the story continues. By taking that one page out. So is that just an interlude? It was, a, it was an interlude. The, the editors told every, everyone who worked at DC at the time, yeah. you have to put the monitor into your story because ah. we're building up okay. the crisis on Infinite Earth. So you have to put these characters in, somehow work them in your story. You have to do at least one page or one panel or whatever. They were told to do that. So this was Alan okay. Moore's solution, which I think was a very elegant solution because I don't know if they had the foresight that one day they were going to take it out <laughs> okay, and and have the story work just Can as I well. Or, 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 uh, or, or you, you know, he's just, we're just going to leave it to this one page and just leave it as is. That's crazy. And this does all tie in um, uh, tangentially uh, as we have just found out uh, that the brightest day has something to do with the swamp thing. I could I could also go on in that same same mm-hmm. same trade. I think I I think I saw if Jeff Johns was doing research for the Green Lanterns yeah. and, and the whole um, uh, Blackest Night thing. I think I saw the page on in Swamp Thing, and I wish I'd brought that trade that okay. inspired him thinking about the spectrum of rings. I think I found the page that really? he probably looked at it and went. Wouldn't it be cool if this is written by Alan Moore, Alan Moore and yeah. has nothing to do with yeah. nothing other than the fact that it possibly inspired Jeff Johns? Yes, that's, that's really my cool. opinion. That's my opinion. That is really cool. Hey, do we have anything? Is there any prior knowledge of the? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we want to spoil it or not, but the events at the end of uh, Brightest Day twenty three, the uh, the four 
um, the avatars. Now, what's the, what's yeah. the word? What's the uh, word? Um, well, help me. Four elements. Thank you. Mm. Um, at the end of this issue, we find out that Swamp Thing has something to do with everything. Apparently, spoiler alert. But um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But um, uh, they make mention of the fact that this this forest that has magically appeared in the middle of Star City and the tree um, is apparently not the uh, the tree from Avatar, but has been around for a long time slash ever or something. Well, and then so, have we ever heard reference to this at, at any time before, or is this just a complete creation of Jeff Johns in this comic book issue? Well, there's something called the green, which, which yeah. exists in the Swamp Thing world, which is just everything that's living is okay. part of the green. Like which plant is like life. Well, it's, it's almost like the force. It's, yeah, it know? surrounds it surrounds plants and binds them. Or the I'm bleed guessing. in the Wildstorm Then universe. there's also the bleed. Well, the bleed is, is in between universes. Yeah, but it's still a conduit. It's like a conduit uh. to things. Um, yeah, that has been... That, that tree, that forest has existed before. Okay. But it's been called the green they're calling it something else now maybe in this next issue they'll they'll explain how okay. it fits into the so green. i'm sorry you're saying that that in the swamp thing universe every every living piece of of flora on the planet is part of the green yeah so is this forest slash tree is this the 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 original one forest is this is there something different about this is it we're gonna we have to wait till next issue that hasn't really been explained but i'm leaning towards that way okay so so people out there in in dc land uh that have read every single issue dc's ever done they they don't know what the answer is either yeah okay all right okay and speaking of which alec alec holland showed up at the end of issue 23 brightest day is that right yeah that's correct and which is weird because he is actually at peace. He uh, there's an issue of Swamp Thing where they yeah. visit him in heaven, and he's actually he's happy. Now there's no reason for him to come back. He's totally at peace with everything. I've never read Swamp Thing ever. I've always thought it was an interesting idea, but um, you know the whole thing with Adrian Barbo just they ruined me for yeah that did comic books. Um, so. Uh, Alec Holland was was he kind of the Jim Corrigan? Was he like the original host or something? Or did Alec Holland fall into the magic swamp, get transformed? Or am I thinking Man Thing from Marvel? I think I am. Well, Alec Holland originally, when the story was written, um, you were led to believe that Alec Holland had turned. I hope I'm getting his name right. Had yeah. turned into the Swamp Thing. Yeah. That the Swamp Thing was him. That the Swamp had just engulfed him and yeah, okay. he became this monster okay. but when alan moore took over the story he kind of changed it a little bit to where swamp thing is actually like a consciousness of everything living of the green and what he did was he alec Holden had actually died he was dead okay but he had absorbed his consciousness and so he thought he was alec Holland. oh he how cool. thought that he was and then later in later issues it, it's realized no you are like a god you have always existed you just happened to absorb this guy's consciousness when he died. You were not this man. Crazy, you are the swamp man. thing. You have always been the swamp thing. Yeah. It's like temporary amnesia almost. That's a uh, that's probably a lot more noble than um, than Marvel's man thing, which uh, uh, became a basically a sidekick of Howard the Duck at one point. <laughs> I liked man. I liked man thing. Yeah. Well, he had a. Uh, uh, he lived man in the, the the nexus of realities down there in the Okeechobee swamp. So number one, if I if I if I'm hanging out in the Nexus realities, I want it to be somewhere where I'm not going to be gator bait. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe I don't know some beachfront property in uh, San Diego. You know, uh, maybe a uh, nice chateau overlooking Aspen. You know, something like that. Do you know the connection you, between you the swamp thing? Do you, uh, uh, the, there's there's a weird connection between swamp thing and man thing. Have Len you ever Ween. heard this? Is it Len Wein that's the yeah. common thread on that? Yeah, I believe so. Um, like Len Wein and the guy who created Man Thing, they were like roommates or something at some really? point, or they worked together or something. And anyway, they went their separate ways, and then kind of at the same time, they both came up with these characters, which are very similar but I also find very that different. Fishy. Yeah, I think it's the, uh, it's the same thing. Like 
the X-Men and the Doom Patrol. It's just that weird yeah. kind of happened at the same time, but right. kind of the same. Well, and, you know, I've been I've been kind of sort of railing on this for the last 10 years or so that uh, Marvel and DC can't leave each other's ideas alone. It's like just because Marvel, you know, DC has an idea doesn't mean that Marvel has to ape it with a close imitation and then vice versa. So, I don't know. I'm trying to find the uh, the story about a Swamp Thing man. Awesome. Throw, throw another um hmm? Oh, yes, another tagline on it. We're will, at 45 minutes. I will do that. Okay. You might get this one. They destroyed everything he had, everything he was. Now crime has a new enemy and justice has a new face. Dark man. Boom! Oh, you got it? All right. Very nice. I could give you some... Um, Who directed that? That'd be Sam Raimi, boys. Sam Raimi. Great Sam Raimi. Hang on. Dark man. Yay! Okay. Okay, I'm going to be one that's a little harder now. They've attacked his family. They've killed his partner. They've made the wrong guy very, very angry. Read it again. They've attacked his family. They've killed his partner. They've made the wrong guy very, very angry. Robocop. Now, Steven Seagal is marked for death. He's a good cop in a bad mood. You know, awesome. The, bad those, movie. Those early and Steven Seagal say, movies, some of them were pretty good. I remember liking them, like Above the Law or uh, Hard to Kill. Hard to Kill. Which yeah. was more, should have been titled Hard to Take. <laughs> How about this one? You'll get this one. Hollywood is so good. That's what Bill said when he saw Hard to Kill. <laughs> that sucks. Hollywood if she could. Doc Hollywood. No. Oh, I looked at it. Uh, I've actually seen this movie. You want me to give you a hint? No, Hollywood this is the cover of okay. This is the cover of Legion of Superheroes issue 31, sir. Yeah, let me Google it. By the way, I promised I wouldn't go into this, and I'm lying. Uh, Legion of Superheroes issue 31, the five years after run, that is a franked up issue of comic bookness. That's all I'm going to say about What's the Hollywood it. thing? Huh? Cool World. Ralph Bakshi. You know, I never Gabriel saw Gabriel Byrne. Oh, really? And uh, Kim Basinger was the, uh, was the model and uh, the voice. Was uh, it Basinger or Basinger? I don't know. I'm just going to start spelling stuff out, and you all can suck it while you try to figure it out for yourselves. How about that? Someone's feeling hurt. Well, I don't, know, I don't know why I would be feeling. Give us uh, another one. You know. I, we, I thought you would have been manly enough to take it, but apparently I was wrong. My balls ache. That's all I'm saying. Give us all another right. tagline. Okay. Ellie's new roommate. He's in town with a few, few days, days to, to kill. kill. That was the greatest tagline ever. Allie's Predator 2. Yeah, dang right. Danny Glover. Allie's new roommate is about to borrow a few things without asking. Her clothes, her boyfriend, her life. Single white female. The freshman. Living with a roommate can be murder. Was it single white female? You got it. Yes! They just, yes! They just yes! came out yes! with an yes! intentional yes! remake or something called The Freshman or The Roommate. Yeah. But yeah, it was the, basically the same concept. Yeah, but instead of Bridget Fonda and Jennifer Jason Lee, you get... I'm not even gonna, okay. Uh, L e i g h t o n m e i s t e r. You pronounce it, jackholes. Layton. Yeah. Meister. Okay. See, I wouldn't have got that. Did I get that one right? Because I'm yes, a dumbass. Jackholes. Yes, yes, We're yes. being very blue. We've we mentioned balls and. I was speaking of jackholes. <laughs> jackholes. We need to be. That's careful. a production we need to be company. Pie holes. I was discussing. I was discussing human anatomy and television production companies. Give us another one. So, deal. All right. In 1992, a battleship's been sabotaged by nuclear pirates out to steal its warheads. Outland. Now, no, surrounded by terrorists, a lone man stands the deadly plan of attack. You won't get this in a million years. Jason X. <laughs> no, that, that movie came well after this. Jason X, by the way, not a big fan of horror movies. So it's ironic that I actually listened to you talk that about was Scream Four, science fiction space movie, than anything else. But I kind of enjoyed it, and I think part of it was because it had half the cast of Andromeda on it. Read the tagline again. Uh, in 1992, a battleship's been sabotaged by nuclear pirates out to steal its warheads. 
Now, surrounded by terrorists, a lone man stands with a deadly plan of attack. Gary Busey's greatest role ever. You want me to tell you who starred in it? Yes. Oh, how about this? I'll tell you that uh, Gary Busey and Tommy Lee Jones had uh, co-starring roles or, or supporting really? actor roles. Yes. Uh, directed by Andrew Davis. That doesn't help much. Space Cowboys? <laughs> this is actually a good movie. It's a good action movie. What is it? It was produced by Aaron Milchin, Steven Ruther, and Steven Seagal. What is it? I can't see the title. I could see the I could see the poster. It would be Under Siege, sir. That's where they take oh, over. That was a good Under movie. Siege. That was a good movie. Yes. That was but, a real good movie. And then Under Siege Two uh was not quite it as was good. Not that great. Yes. Yes. So that was that was You good know the best there. Steven Seagal movie wasn't no. actually a Steven Seagal movie. It was a Kurt Russell movie. Okay. It was one where Steven Seagal gets killed like five minutes in. Nice. In the, pl- in the plane. Ooh, Remember I like that, that idea. Executive yeah. decision. I think was, was, was oh, called? yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Okay, one. I got one more for you just because I love you. Unamas? You're, you're going to love this. You're not going to make it. You will. I think that was uh, Steve yeah. Zagal's yeah. last line. <laughs> yeah. You will. Trapped in time, surrounded by evil, low on gas. Oh, gosh, I can see this poster. <laughs> Unfortunately, this. I can see this poster. No, I'm sorry. Out. Stop staring at Trapped me. in time. Is it because my, is my fly down? by evil. Low on gas. Is this the, uh, oh, gosh, Bruce Campbell movie? Yes. Keep going. Warmer. Army of Darkness. Warmer. Yes. Ding. Nice job, You know what's sir. funny is that all of those Evil Dead movies, they all sucked. No. I said it. I'll say it again. Brad, you can send I, I me think, an email. Brad I think, at that, was, I okay. think that was the point. I will, I will give you this. I don't think they were supposed to be high-quality movies. They were supposed to be cheese, Evil B Dead level. 2 was basically a remake of Evil Dead 1. But yes. Evil Dead 2 was awesome. Uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead it, set, the temp, set the pace as a, bad, as a good movie, but a bad movie. It well, wanted to be good. But it was bad. It was an indie movie. You know what do you want? I mean, Raimi Evil Dead Two took the badness and ran with it. So yeah, you you yeah. quit trying to be so positive. This sucks, and you know it. <laughs> I, I, I almost can't even argue with Carl there. I hated. No, I mean it was. I hated all those. Movies. It was well. It was it was total camp. I mean, come on. Total the part, camp. The, the part where... The you know, part where after it, it, hearing Ash about them for 20 years... Ash chainsaws off his left hand because yeah. he's trying to beat him up. Right. And the whole time he's he's looking at it with that manic look in his eyes. He's he's telling his hand, who's laughing now? Yeah. As he chainsaws after his After hearing off. about how great these movies were for 20 years, I expected to be floored. Dude. And all I did was sit there and go, I can't believe I'm wasting a whole day watching these movies. Now, I've saw The Evil Dead once and said, I'm good. I don't ever need to see it again. But we used what? to watch Evil Dead 2 Evil on Dead a 2 regular a basis. Evil Dead 2 a remake of Evil Dead 1. Uh, well, uh, Evil, Dead, Evil Dead 2 Evil just Dead. gave a synopsis and just kind of... It was the second day, well, wasn't it? It Evil was the Dead. second day of... Of Evil Dead, basically. 1. Well, Evil Dead, Evil Dead One was an indie horror movie. Evil Dead Two was horror camp. You see, you're you're, you're using you're giving it the moniker independent. It wasn't independent. It was low budget. There's a difference. Independent means that they're going out of the studio system to kind of really to you know do something different to be inventive. Uh, and okay. They weren't. All right. Well, well yeah, who, you you can who quit produced trying it? to be so positive. This I'll sucks. Look that up. All right, you know it. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not trying to argue my point. That may you, you may be exactly right. It just may be low budget, not indie. Um, but I think these days, you know, I, the idea I was working with is that indie connotes low budget. So there you go. I'd like to apologize uh, if I was uh, speaking incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the uh, uh, the second movie, it's uh, Total Camp. Uh, it's just good, clean fun. Why did it have uh, the it's same? It's not exact Lawrence plot. of Arabia. It had the same exact. It was plot. basically a remake. But it wasn't. You know, now I think about it, so was Desperado. Yeah. El Mariachi. El Mariachi. And, and, and well, it was, it was once. It's almost like, um, much like El Mariachi to um, Desperado, it's almost like he, you know, the Evil Dead was almost a proof of concept. You know, it's almost like, you know, I can do this. If, if you will. Kind of. I mean, although the, the main difference is that, of course, it was a real-life full-length movie. Right. Um, but then, you know, at the end of Evil Dead 2, he... Uh, 
Um, he thinks he's finally won, and then he ends up, uh, you know, he he crashes, the car crashes, and he looks up, and there's a big medieval castle, and uh, he realizes that he's back in that the That is times. probably one of my favorite I mean, endings. It's a great ending, a man. It's a great ending. And then the third movie, yeah, there's there's a lot of the third movie that, that I could fast forward through. Renaissance um, Pictures. <laughs> I just, every moment that Ash is in our world, is in the, the present, is just genius. Shop smart. Shop S-mart. And then at the end, he tells the, the femme fatale to give him some sugar, baby. <laughs> give him some sugar, baby. Greatness, man. Greatness. So, I mean, you can see how Bruce... By the way, by the way, uh, I, I rented, uh, because I think Bruce Campbell is so great, I rented Bubba Hotep um, about five Wasn't years ago. good? I was it. bored out of my freaking really? mind. Is that I, the one where he like, I, dresses like Elvis? I had the Milo. I had the Milo reaction. I watched seen, it and went, really? Have you seen Burn okay, Is it over yet? Which one's that? Burn Notice. It's a USA. Yeah, I can't take this. Show. The star of that is just Bruce Campbell's so over the top. Character on Burn Notice. Don't know that one. Yeah, it's he's an ex uh, CIA agent. To that, me, Bruce uh, Campbell's best role have have been the ones he's played in the first three Spider-Man movies. Yeah, they're all different. Well, yeah, he um he had that TV show where he was. It was like a the Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Yes! Sir. that yeah. was a good oh show, God. brother. That was a show that love um, that. Yeah, that. It was like a good wild wild west. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that may be west. the best thing he ever did. Yeah, the wild wild west. Yeah. Hey, gosh, the um, Adventures of Briscoe County we're, Jr. We're approaching I an hour. That. Okay, let's so wrap we'll, up. I wanted to mention uh, the Dallas Comic Con coming up May twenty second and twenty uh, first and twenty second. Uh, Here, do you have a coin? Let's do this on the air. Coin? Bill, oh, you do, have do a coin? it on the air? Yeah. There's no way we can, like, you can have it one day and I can have it the other or something. Well, I guess we could do that. I mean, I'm not really interested in, you know, I'm probably not going to get a... Well, we'll flip it just for grins, though. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Okay. All right, so this is for, we only have two press passes. Brad, thanks for getting them. And so Bill and mm -hmm. I have to split the other one. So right. this is just kind of for, for grins about who would take it all, okay? So, Bill, or, it's a nickel. Or you, you, you each could, like, pay for half of a ticket. Yeah, we could do that. Or something. But and we'll figure know, something out. Right. This is purely visual. Okay. All right, Bill. And uh, call it I'll, I'll do color okay, commentary. It will land on its edge. You didn't know. You grabbed it. That That's was not. not let me uh, flip it. All right, you flip. I was going high risk, high reward there. Okay. Okay, you guys ready? All right, Bill, go call ahead. It. Tails, I guess. And uh, just a note for all you out there, always bet so on So let's tails. see. I believe... It is tails. Oh, Bill, you got okay, it. Okay, I changed my mind. I'm just going to take it both days. It's tails. All right, you got it. It's a total tails. joke, dude. Total joke. Uh, Dallas Comic Con at the new uh, Irving hey, Convention Center. It's by the way, hmm? one of the two creators of the Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., Carlton Cuse. Really? Yeah. I've lost. Or I'm sorry, is it Cuse? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it is Cuse. Stan Lee's going to be there. Leonard Nimoy is going to be there. By the way, I purchased a Le Leonard Nimoy. I pre-purchased a photo op with Leonard Nimoy. Really? Yes, you I sweet did. Son of a gun. Now with me, I yes. can take one one adult with me. Okay. For an extra ten dollars. Yes. We can have all three of us in the picture. No way. Okay. Wouldn't I'll, that be neat for I'll all three of us up. to get a picture you know, made? That would be nice. Count me in. I'll with, pony up. With uh, Leonard Nimoy? What day? I'll take the. I'll pay the 10 bucks to get in. It's Saturday. Cool. I think it's, yeah, Saturday. So I love it. I figured, you know what? I'm a huge Spock fan. I'm a huge Who? William it, William Bell fan <laughs> from Fringe. Hey, to, speaking of. I passed up the chance to, to get... A picture with Captain Kirk, but for some reason, I can't pass up an opportunity to literally stand next to Leonard Nimoy and yeah. have my picture made, and just say thank you, and say thank you, Mister Nimoy. So, um, belly. But with the price, you get like the picture, and he can he'll I think he'll sign it. Uh, Hopefully, if, or he'll look if at he it. <laughs> even if he doesn't sign it, I will get a picture. <laughs> yeah. And then they also send a free JPEG. Oh, cool. So Okay. You know, I prefer TIFFs. But they can't send a TIFF. I'll convert it for you. <laughs> I'll convert it for you. But, um, you know, regardless of whether you guys wanted to be in it or not, I figured I got to do this. 
I just have to. So. That's great. Um, but like you know, it it says you can have one adult or two kids, or you can have two adults and or one adult and two kids, and so. But each Good adult heavens. is like an extra ten dollars or whatever, and I figured, what the heck. So anyway, put me down for ten. Well, I got it. Carrie Fisher is going to be there. John Wesley Ship, who was the Flash in the TV show, The mm. Flash. Thomas yeah. Jane, who was the Punisher in the first Punisher. Oh, okay. And uh, not the Dolph, not can be confused with the Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Have you guys heard of Amanda Pays? P A Y S. Yeah, she was the uh, love interest in uh, the Flash, that uh, TV series. For real, she was really? also. Uh, she was also um, in um, Max Headroom. TV She's going to be there, oh, yeah. which was pretty awesome. Yeah, I love that do you show. Not, do you guys know who Richard Laparmentier is? No, but I'm don't try to frighten us with your sorcerous ways, Lord Vader. Really? Yes, that's scary. Admiral Mati. I think is his is, name. I think Ken's probably yelling at his iPod right now. <laughs> no, you, you got to help me out. Who's that? Oh, in the boardroom. Yeah. Okay. You don't frighten us with your sources. Yeah. <laughs> your so-called hasn't helped us locate the stolen data tapes and whatnot. That guy is going to be there. Do you, do, you, do, do you guys remember when I sent you that clip of the that scene that was left out of Star Wars out of the boardroom where it was yes. that it was that whole scene, but then with a the pink girl, Darth Vader girl. <laughs> a pink Darth Vader girl yes, comes in. That was pretty awesome. And <laughs> Darth Vader starts to lose it in the boardroom, and he gets all nervous, and he even goes to the bathroom and goes, "Okay." Okay, you can do this. You can do this. Just a girl. <laughs> You've mastered the dark side. Yes, that was pretty funny. Um he played I'm looking I'm looking right now at his What do you got there? Oh. It's just a uh It's just the sting, apparently. I thought it was going to be those cheap sons of guns. General Mati. I said That's Admiral, but it's General. Okay. General Mati. Oh, okay. Anyway, he's going to be there. Um, yeah, there are uh, hundreds of fanboys across the, the nation throwing their iPods. Let's see. John Romita Jr., my favorite artist of all time, is going to be there. Amanda Connor. Oh, not one of my favorite artists, but I really admire Jimmy her Palmiotti. Ethan Van Skyver, our friend Ethan Van Skyver. Bernie Wrightson, an old favorite yeah. of mine. He's going to be there. Steve Niles, Tim Bradstreet, Bruce Jones. Rick Leonardi, an oldie but a goodie. Okay. He's going to be there. Todd Nock. Michael, cool. Michael Lark. Hey, I like Todd Nock. He, yeah. Was he the writer or the artist? Artist. Okay. Uh, he uh, did uh, Teen Titans Go. Yeah. Loved his art yeah. style. It was perfect for that. Carrie Gamble's going to be back. Great. I'm skipping over a handful of people. Uh, Dean Tripp is going to be there. He's. Uh, I know him from from uh, CGS. Okay. He's, he was a listener, and uh, I think I follow him on Twitter. I don't mean I know I do. But um, there's going to be tons of other people here. And some of the some of the guys from the Walking Dead TV show from the episode Vatos. Bill, did you ever watch hmm. those six lonely six <laughs> non time consuming episodes I haven't of the even Walking watched, Dead? I haven't even finished the pilot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> then I'm just gonna stop talking about it. I've I'm got stop eighty five things for I do. You're missing out. Hey, uh, a little more trivia. Um uh, two of the pistols uh, used by the character Lord Bowler in The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. were later reused in the science fiction television series Firefly. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. cool. How crazy is the, that? Uh, the, uh, I think they're called the Costume Crusaders, those girls who always dress yeah. up. I was talking to one of them on Facebook the other night, and they're going to dress up like Marvel characters uh, for Stan mm-hmm. Lee. They're going to cool. try to kind of uh, I don't know, get a picture cool. of Stan, Stan Lee dressed up. And those girls always do a good job. Uh May 21st and 22nd, I think we're going to be there. Russell's going to try to come up and be there. I think based on that last email, I don't think he's coming. Well, he's, he said it's under question now whether or not he's going to be able to. So any uh, listeners in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, let us know if you're going to be there. And we'd love to uh, hang out and, and say hi. We'll uh, hook up. Yeah, um, golly, you know, hopefully you know what we look like. But if not, just go to HHWLOD, look at some photos. You'll see pictures of us. And yeah. Wave us down. Don't be shy. We'd love to hear from you. We'll talk to you. Chances are we'll be recording there. And, uh, you know, we'll ask you about the show and, and, you know, ask us for our autograph if you want. Because they, they were going for, like, bukus on eBay yeah. right now. I've been selling my own autographs for years. All right, we passed the hour mark. So. All right, ladies. Man. Thank right. goodness. This time I had the. Did you have a tweet, right though, Bill? 
Sure. You had a tweet, right? It's pretty random. Do you want the one that might be a rerun, or do you want well, the see, new one? Well, see, this is one? the one. Oh, you got a new one? Yeah. Let's go for the new one. Can we unplug you? All right. <laughs> oh, here it comes. <laughs> Bill's audio Twitter. Turn it up and rip the knob off, dude. Okay, so the Flash can see at super speed. He can think at super speed. He can clearly move at super speed. Well, I'm convinced there's one thing the Flash cannot do at super speed. Poop. <laughs> That's probably something he would want to take his time with. Yeah. Boom! I mean, I'm reading DC 1 million, and the Flash is going through like 2 billion calculations a second in his head um, to defeat the evil Sun Computer Solaris, yada, yada, yada. I'm sitting there going, he can think fast? Really? I mean, because neurons in the brain, you know, I'm sorry, electrical impulses in the brain, I didn't realize that you could speed them up. I mean, well, I, I guess see, here's the theoretically question. you, you could. Remember, he's, he's a superhuman. Right. So uh, he but has does, abilities that we don't even know about. Does that apply to involuntary bodily functions? Well, I mean, haven't you, you know, held a poop in? Haven't you, you know, forced a poop out real fast? So, yeah. Yeah, but I can't control my colon. I mean, I hate to think that you could ripple your colon that fast. <laughs> Get your, the, the well, chances are his metabolism is going wave. so fast that he probably yeah. doesn't poop. He probably just uses all the energy. Gross. So he probably doesn't poop, guys. You know, Gross. all you know, seriousness. Meatwad doesn't poop either, by the way. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Oh, and the new episode, the new season of Aqua Teen Hunger Force will start in May. Oh, thank you. Yes. Have I seen excited. the last season? I have them if you need to see them. I need to see Bill, them. Bill, you're perpetually behind on seasons. Yeah, like you, you're, you're, Vika, uh, you're, still, yeah. you're still watching Star Trek, the original series. That's a good point. You, st- <laughs> you, still sa- you will start a conversation. Hey, I was watching Star Trek, the one where Kirk and Spock have to solve a case the other night. But you won't watch Walking Dead? Just for the record. Uh, no, I've actually... Um, He's on season two of... of of this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, Balky's even moved in yet <laughs> in the episodes I've been watching. Sometimes the world looks perfect. Here, keep this going. Nothing to be arranged. Thanks, Thanks for listening folks, to Half Hour Wasted. Half Hour Wasted. Go to. Oh, you're going to. No, parrot you. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> hold on, wait. We're getting to the part. Can't sing loud because the professor is sleeping. Is this the one version? No. Alright, yeah, yeah, keep going. Uh, visit ooh, our website, halfhourhhwlod.com, to check out our blog, photos, and more. And visit our message board at forforgeeks.com. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Be sure to check out the Legion of Dudes podcast, which comes out every Thursday. <laughs> the same piece. Check out the Walking Dead TV podcast and keep an eye out for our media minutes. Visit our sponsors, in stock, trades, and remember, Till next week, I'm Frank. Frank. I'm Brad. I'm Brad. I'm Bill. I'm Dad. And we'll see you next week on Half Hour Wasted. Thank you for the Look up.